During the four years of the Trump administration, environmental protections were severely rolled back. And despite calls from around the world to take action on climate change, the environment was a low priority. But that changed when more voters started organizing and demanding bold and equitable climate solutions. And Democratic presidential candidates began campaigning on hard-line climate action. It is the existential threat that humanity faces, global warming. I'm going to say something that is really controversial in Washington. I believe in science. If we don't act incredibly boldly, there will be irreparable damage done, not just to Nevada, not just to Vermont or Massachusetts, but to the entire world. With the election of now President Joe Biden, there is a new focus on strengthening environmental protections and building the momentum to take action on climate change at the federal level. We're also seeing leadership and opportunities for climate action in Wisconsin. In today's episode, we sit down with Clean Wisconsin's Climate Solutions Director, Chelsea Chandler, to dive into how climate has become a winning political issue, new momentum for climate action in various levels of government, and what this all means in terms of opportunities to advance climate solutions in Wisconsin. From Clean Wisconsin, this is State of Change. I'm Molly Dove. As I said, hi everyone, I'm Molly Dove, the producer of this podcast. Your regular host, John Drewson, is out for the week, so I am filling in. Well, let's just get right to it. Chelsea, thank you so much for being on State of Change. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So Joe Biden made climate change a central aspect of his platform as he ran for president. What were the main tenets of his platform? If I had to summarize his plan in a sentence, I'd say it's about a clean energy transition, creating the jobs and making sure that everyone is benefiting. So he set a really ambitious and important goal of getting to 100% clean electricity by 2035 and also net zero economy wide by 2050. Um, And what really excites me, because I think it's going to be ultimately more effective, is that his plan is really connecting the dots between economic prosperity and climate solutions. So there's just so many actions that we can take that are going to benefit both the climate and our economy, like all of the jobs that will be created as we transition to clean energy. And uh, President Biden's plan really emphasized that job creation, too. Um, And it's also really important that environmental justice is an integral piece of his plan because we know that we need to stop putting the worst environmental burdens on our black and brown communities and because we really need everybody working together to be able to tackle a huge challenge like a changing climate. But is climate change the political kryptonite it once was or is that narrative changing on how important addressing climate change is to people? I think we're definitely at a turning point, and that's largely driven by popular attitudes about the climate. So polls show that a clear majority of Americans are worried about global warming. They think it'll harm future generations and that, in fact, it is already harming people in the U.S., and they want their elected officials to do more to address it. Um, More and more people are observing how climate change is impacting us already, So from the the flooding that we feel here in Wisconsin, the wildfires in California, the hurricanes in the Gulf, Americans are um, 
really starting to feel the the negative consequences of a warming climate, and that's driving them to to demand more action. Um, we're also starting to see more agreement across political divides. So climate change regularly polls as a top issue for Democrats, but increasingly so it does for young Republicans too. Um, so I think both the, the culture and the economics are really shifting the, the climate debate. Um, and things like renewable energy that once had a steep price tag are now the cheapest option. So affordable clean energy has bipartisan support. It makes economic sense. And, and voters are now really demanding climate action and they're building the infrastructure that's urging our decision makers to do something about it. So like um, President Biden did in laying out his, his clean energy plan, I think we're also getting better at understanding that um, climate change isn't a niche issue and we shouldn't treat it like one. It's tied to the economy and to health and to equity. And there's no reason that those issues should be competing with each other because they're really intertwined. And when we improve on one, we improve on the others as well. So I think that's a really important emerging narrative that you can't separate climate out as its own thing. And it's not just about degrees or parts per million. Um, thinking more holistically is gonna be more effective. And it also broadens the number and the types of stakeholders that are involved, which makes real change more likely. And given how politicized climate change has been over the last number of years, if not decades, I mean, how significant is it that a major presidential candidate talked so openly about climate change and the need to tackle it? Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, to my previous point about shifting views, the, the fact that President Biden and other Democratic presidential candidates made climate such a central part of their campaigns is largely in response to the fact that it's a top issue for so many voters now. And we've seen really effective movements uh, elevating these issues. So President Biden, who is generally seen as a more moderate candidate, was nudged into a bolder climate agenda because his primary competitors were each touting their climate goals and endorsing the Green New Deal. That was the product of all the organizing and kind of movement building that groups like the um, youth-led Sunrise Movement have been doing. So climate change is now part of a, um, it's a crucial part of a winning platform. And President Biden won on a bold climate plan. And we've seen state legislators here in Wisconsin campaign and went on climate too. So it's um, it's really exciting to see people mobilizing around climate and, and then to see climate leaders get elected. So now what we want to see is action by those elected officials. So um, yeah, I'd say it's a big deal that President Biden is prioritizing climate change and acknowledging the urgency of the problem and and the ambition that we need to act with um, in order to meet it. And it's important that the rest of the world knows that we're taking climate change seriously and that we're committed to doing our part. So getting back in the Paris Agreement was an important step in that direction because it signaled to other world leaders that the US, which is the largest historical emitter of greenhouse gases, is going to not just join, but lead in the collective global effort to reverse climate change. And that's a very different signal than the Trump administration put out over the last four years by withdrawing from Paris and focusing on America first, because we know that all countries will do better um, if we tackle this global crisis together. And like you said, President Biden already rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement. I mean, what else has he done so far when it comes to the environment? So 
some of the moves that President Biden has already taken um, demonstrate that he's backing up the plans that he campaigned on with real action. So already through executive action, he rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement. He canceled the uh, Keystone XL pipeline and created an environmental justice council to help address the disproportionate uh, impacts that um, disadvantaged communities are feeling with uh, climate and other environmental burdens. And instead of relegating climate uh, as a niche issue that's confined to a couple of agencies, he's really making it um, integral work of many agencies and he's placing some respected and experienced leaders in really prominent roles in those agencies. Now, during his term, um, President Trump rolled back 100 environmental rules. So an important part of President Biden's work is going to be reversing course and moving us forward on environment and climate. And, you know, it's fairly easy to take a reverse action by executive order, which is why Biden could undo so much on day one. Um, but it's going to be really important to take action through legislation or, or otherwise that has a lasting impact, regardless of who the next president or the next Congress is. So, you know, I'd say climate change is now regularly headline news. It's a topic that's being discussed frequently by our elected officials and in the grassroots where people are learning about um, and experiencing negative climate impacts and understanding all of the upsides to climate solutions in terms of um, economy and, and equity. And that's happening across political parties and, and across generations. And those are all feeding into a bigger and broader and more effective climate movement. And that's more likely to turn into ambitious climate solutions that endure. We'll get back to the conversation, but before we do, I want to tell you all about the Big Share coming up on March 2nd. For those of you who may not know, the Big Share is a day to donate and learn more about organizations in Wisconsin who are dedicated to building an equitable and just community and protecting our environment, like Clean Wisconsin. Your support during the Big Share has been instrumental in advancing our mission at Clean Wisconsin, and this year, all donations will support our efforts to mitigate the environmental impacts of climate change in our state. Your gift will strengthen advocacy efforts for more clean energy, the early retirement of fossil fuel plants, and really bolster climate resilience practices. So mark your calendars and get ready to donate on Tuesday, March 2nd. To make a gift during the Big Share, go to www.bigshare.com organizations slash Clean Wisconsin, or go to Clean Wisconsin's website and click on the Big Share link. We really appreciate your support. Okay, now back to the conversation. So Chelsea, Wisconsin has begun doing more around climate change, most recently with the proposals from the Governor's Climate Change Task Force. In the past, when we weren't seeing much climate leadership at the state level, we actually saw many local communities step up to address climate change. You know, you had leadership from the bottom, which had its own dynamic policy-wise. So what does it mean now that there's leadership from the top, from the federal government on down? How will this change and impact, probably for the better, state and local efforts to tackle climate change? 
Yeah. So first of all, I'll just say it's incredibly exciting that we're seeing renewed momentum on climate change at both the state and federal levels. So given the, the urgency of the climate crisis and how many decades people have been working to tackle this issue, things uh, really feel more hopeful right now with some new opportunities to spur real action. As far as uh, federal action goes, having that leadership from the top can help provide like a large scale coordinated approach um, that can be more efficient and effective than kind of a patchwork approach. So, for example, um, investments in research and development can help drive innovation technology that's going to help us get to zero carbon. Um, for example, we know renewable energy is a cheap source of energy right now, but getting to 100% is still a challenge when it comes to reliability. So to improve batteries and, and other energy storage technology, um, smart tech that'll help us with mode shaping and things that are uh, shifting energy needs away from our peak energy demand times and, uh, you know, flexible and resilient systems like microgrids. Um, another important role that the federal government can play is in helping with widespread education and driving public awareness and, and demands for action. Uh, the federal government could help with funding by awarding block grants to the states uh, for supporting clean energy. And, you know, Biden's plan to decarbonize our electricity supply by 2035 is more ambitious than a lot of states' plans. Uh, for example, in Wisconsin, um, our target year is 2050. So that more ambitious federal action will help our state address that 15-year gap. And by sharing, again, financial and technical resources and, and helping to drive the technology in the markets that'll help us decarbonize our electricity supply, we can achieve that clean energy future sooner together. So there's definitely opportunity for a broader coordinated approach. And we're at a really critical moment right now for, for action. Um, we're facing an ever-shrinking window to avoid the worst impacts of climate change. People across the country are um, emphatically demanding climate action and the conditions like economics of um, climate solutions have never been more favorable. So um, I'll also add that there's a lot of leadership already and, and broad support for climate action here in Wisconsin right now. So Governor Evers set um, a goal for 100% carbon-free electricity in Wisconsin by 2050. Uh, the Governor's Climate Change Task Force, which met regularly over uh, the course of a year and incorporated input from 1,000 Wisconsin residents from almost every county in the state, recently released a set of 55 recommendations for equitably tackling climate change in Wisconsin. And what can we do to translate that support for climate action in Wisconsin into actual change? I mean, how can we act on it? So at Clean Wisconsin, we recently put together a mini report to highlight some key recommendations building on that task force work um, that we can work on right now to cut carbon emissions and to do that in a way that creates jobs and boosts our economy and improves public health and equity. So that includes things like increasing funding for our state's energy efficiency program, focus on energy, which provides $5 in benefits for every dollar invested. Uh, we know that efficiency supports many clean energy jobs in our state and helps ease the energy burden of uh, vulnerable communities who pay high portions of their income on basic needs like electricity. And both of those are really crucial components of an equitable recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. 
There are also uh, lots of opportunities to shift away from fossil fuels and to more homegrown renewable energy that'll help keep money in our state and create good jobs and improve health. So growing community solar and clarifying that third-party solar are legal would make renewable energy more accessible to more Wisconsinites and help grow capacity in our state. Investing in electric vehicle charging, public transit, and infrastructure that makes it easier to walk and bike will drive carbon out of our transportation system while creating healthier communities. Incentivizing farmers to increase soil carbon storage can improve soil health, water quality, and resilience to extreme weather like the flooding we're already facing at the same time. And creating an Office of Environmental Justice will help ensure that the development and implementation of policies are appropriately incorporating the needs of communities that are feeling uh, disproportionate uh, impacts of climate change. And there's so much more that we can do. So um, we can link to the report and the, the show notes so you can learn more about some of the important climate solutions that we're advocating for at Clean Wisconsin. So now we have all these great ideas and we're working on implementing them. And there's lots of ways to do that and some timely opportunities right now. So some strategies can be advanced through the governor's budget uh, or through legislation. Other issues are uh, best addressed by state agencies like the Public Service Commission or PSC. Um, And then some ideas will be best fleshed out in the clean energy plan that the Office of Sustainability and Clean Energy is developing. So the reality is we need climate action at every level and we need to take advantage of where we have opportunities to affect change. Fortunately, right now, um, there are lots of opportunities, and those have been created by progressive leaders and businesses recognizing the shifting economics and markets, and by people like our members and other concerned citizens who are building the awareness and the movements that are needed to drive fair and rapid and effective climate action. That's Chelsea Chandler, the Climate Solutions Director at Clean Wisconsin. To close out today's episode, we are so excited to introduce you to Mythalie Canthy. She is Clean Wisconsin's new climate justice organizer and recently just came on board earlier this month. She's here with me now to tell us about herself and her experience and her new role with the organization. Mythalie, thanks so much for taking time to be with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me here. Cool. Well, Mythalie, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so... I am a lifelong California native. Um, My parents are South Asian immigrants, and they moved here to the Bay Area around the time that I was born. So I've grown up in, one might say, one of the most beautiful climates in the world. I I would argue so, certainly. Uh, And I'm also a recent college graduate. So I graduated from the University of California, Santa Barbara in the class of 2020, so like really recently. And in college, I studied political science and global studies, but I was really drawn towards addressing climate change around the middle point of my college experience. Um, I had just started seeing climate change show up in my life in numerous ways. And right around the same time, I got involved with this youth-led climate movement called Sunrise Movement. And 
at the start at the start of 2019, I've created a local chapter for the Sunrise Movement in my college called uh, Sunrise Movement Santa Barbara. And through this, I got like, uh, just jumped head first into climate organizing on a local level and also kind of coordinating with these big federal goals with the Green New Deal. And through Sunrise, I've done a number of things since then. I've been, I've done an internship with the Sunrise Movement and Currently, even now, I'm volunteering as a trainer, so I uh, help run mass trainings for Sunrise to teach new members. And through all of this, I've just like get, gotten more and more passionate about what I do. Just every time I engage with climate change and climate change issues, I feel like I'm really tackling something that means a lot to me and my future. And it's been a wild journey since then and I'm really glad that I've gotten a chance to work with Queen Wisconsin now to keep continuing this work. That is so awesome and tell me a little bit about what made you want to work at Clean Wisconsin. Well what I was saying in college um, I got really interested in climate change but more specifically in this concept of climate justice which I've um you know, I've been seeing climate change my entire life in the form of heat waves and increased wildfires in California. But like climate, I think around the middle of college, climate change went from being about greenhouse greenhouse gas emissions and ice caps to becoming a real human rights issue. And so instead of just feeling climate anxiety, I understood really what the human cost of climate change was. And I didn't want that for my future. But the thing that really excites me about climate justice um, is that it's a chance to really reimagine our future. So many of the things that bother me, you know, that I always wanted to devote time to addressing, such as homelessness, poverty, the issues of refugees, or even women's rights, all of these things can want, like ultimately still be tied back to climate. And so climate justice gives us an opportunity to restructure society in a way that feels more just and fair. And so when I saw the job posting for a climate justice organizer with Clean Wisconsin, it just felt like I had to apply to it. This was the most concrete opportunity I've found so far where I could do meaningful work on an issue that drives me every single day. So what will your job look like on a day-to-day basis? So for one, um, while talking to different people um, in Clean Wisconsin, I've come to realize that though Clean Wisconsin started as a grassroots organization back in the 1970s, it's been um, in the last like maybe decade or two, it's been more focused on grass tops organizing. So that means like engaging with utilities or legislators or other big green groups. But a lot of people at Clean Wisconsin want to see a return to the grassroots. And so a lot of my job in the beginning, especially, will be relationship building um, and mutual learning. So I'm going to really be focusing on meeting with local leaders in throughout Wisconsin Um, And just finding out what kind of issues really drive them, what aspects of climate change they most experience in their day-to-day life. And once I learn all of these things, I'm really going to be focusing on uplifting and amplifying these voices that from people who have been historically um, disproportionately disadvantaged by the climate crisis. And then 
con concurrently, I'm also going to be building some community support for climate solutions. So um, Clean Wisconsin, uh, our vice president was recently involved with the governor's task force on climate change. And they created a report that create, um, provided many different uh, recommendations on how Wisconsin can address climate change here. And so I'm really gonna be focusing on building out support within our community partners and talking to relevant groups about how these solutions might help their um, lives, whether that's through housing security, through the creation of jobs, through clean air, clean water, what have you. And ultimately the goal is to um, work with community partners to build people power so that we can really push for our climate solution agenda, both through the political power aspect of lobbying and talking to legislators, but then also through the people and showing how much these solutions really matter to the people of Wisconsin and how much the, these solutions will benefit them. Well, we are so excited to have you on board and we can't wait for you to buy your biggest winter coat that you can find and move to freezing Wisconsin. So thank you so much, Maithali. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This episode of State of Change was produced by me, Molly Dove, and John Drewson. State of Change is a production of Clean Wisconsin, the state's oldest and largest environmental nonprofit, protecting and preserving our water, air, and natural heritage since 1970. If you like our show, and we hope you do, subscribe to this show in your favorite podcast app and leave us a rating. It helps others interested in Wisconsin's environment find us. Check us out at cleanwisconsin.org, the digital home of Clean Wisconsin. There you can learn more about environmental issues in Wisconsin, subscribe to our email newsletter, and take action to be a voice for our natural resources. Like something you heard? Have a question for our staff? Drop us a line at info at cleanwisconsin.org. I'm Molly Dove. Thanks so much for listening to State of Change.